For me, and perhaps also for you, these palm branches are deeply nostalgic symbols. The mere sight of them floods my mind with memories of holy weeks over the years, memories of making palm crosses in Sunday school when I was a kid. But in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, palms would have had a very different meaning. In the ancient Near East, the palm was a universal symbol of victory. An athlete in the ancient world would be given not a trophy, but a palm branch. Roman soldiers used palm fronds to signify victory and triumph in battle. Which is to say that on that very first Palm Sunday, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and a colt, leading that ragtag parade of Jewish peasants, the message of their palms would have been unmistakably clear. Jesus, this itinerant Galilean rabbi, was being hailed a victorious king. But palms and hosannas only tell part of today's story. The actual name of today's celebration is the Sunday of the Passion. The palms are but a prelude. It is the suffering and crucifixion of Jesus. That is the main event. But the transition happens so suddenly that it creates the sensation of liturgical whiplash. One minute, in the blink of an eye, in fact, our jubilant cries of Hosanna are exchanged for deadly cries of crucify him. In no time at all, Jesus is reduced from redeemer king to crucified criminal. This story that begins in triumph seems to have ended in catastrophe. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, I'm sure there are those among us who would be happy to end the celebration at Hosanna before we are forced to take our place among that angry crowd, before we are forced to utter not once but twice those fateful words, let him be crucified. No matter how many years we say them, those words never lose their sting. One of my favorite preachers tells a story, this story, about a Palm Sunday years ago. At the receiving line after church, a woman leaned into her and said in a confidential tone, I never let myself say crucify him. I simply cannot do it, expecting the priest to congratulate her. But this comment, of course, betrays an egregious misunderstanding. There is a reason that we say Hosanna in one breath and crucify him in the next. It is very much by design that you and I play both parts today. Now this desire to distance ourselves from the crowds is understandable. After all, we were not there 2,000 years ago. Who knows what we would have done? What we do know is this.
just like the crowd that was there that day, our capacity for good is tangled up in a complex web of sin. You and I, we might be part of the Sunday morning crowd that goes to church, but in the week, we inevitably get swept up in the weekday crowd that perpetuates oppression and injustice of all kinds. And it's not just lending our voices to the crowd that implicates us, it's often our silence, our standing on the edge of the crowd doing nothing that nails innocent victims to all kinds of crosses. Crosses of poverty, crosses of racism, crosses of guns. But all of these crosses point us back to Jesus' cross, where the consequences of sin are on full display for us today. And this story of betrayal, abandonment, desolation, and death, it might have had a catastrophic ending. But the writer of Matthew's Gospel, more than any other Gospel, makes one thing abundantly clear to us. Jesus' death was anything but a catastrophe. From the very beginning of the cosmos, Jesus' death was God's plan for the world's redemption. Over and over, we heard it today, Matthew reminds us that Jesus' death is the fulfillment of the scriptures. Way back in the very first chapter, Matthew tells us that the meaning of Jesus' name is salvation. And today, on this Sunday of the Passion, Jesus lives into the fullness of his name. With his arms stretched out on the hard wood of the cross, Jesus embraces all the world's pain and suffering, all the world's evil, hatred, and violence, and takes it into his very own body. And with his dying breath, he sets us free from the tombs of our sin so that we might live. Now, we will have to wait until next Sunday for the story of Jesus' final vindication. But even here on this Passion Sunday, as they lie covered in the dust of apparent defeat, these palms proclaim our Lord's victory. And at the beginning of this most holy week, we behold the crucified Christ, who, who is our Redeemer King. To him all glory, laud, and honor be. Hosanna in the highest. Amen.